Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back to full. Red Sox fans have long to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. The is ready to celebrate. Enjoy these fans. Here comes a one-two pitch. Red Sox win the World Series! Five to one, the final tonight! You're listening to the Pesky Report, a podcast dedicated to the Boston Red Sox by Red Sox fans. Report is happy to announce that we will be sponsored by High and Happy Catering out of Springfield, Massachusetts. High and Happy Catering creates gourmet meals for small or large events with a twist. All of their meals are cannabis infused. If you are looking to have a real happy meal, call them at 413-785-8999 or search for them on Instagram at High and Happy Catering. You'll be happy you did. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pesky Report, presented by Belly Up Sports. My name is Brad Schindler. With me today, I have my co-host, Brady and Hogdale. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Indubitably. Yep. <laughs> I like how Sapphire just, like, fucking joined in on that, too. <laughs> she didn't let her enter her presence. And she was just, like, like, flopping her ears around, like... <laughs> All right, well, we're on episode number 63 of the season, guys. Holy shit. I'm shocked that we made it past, like, episode 20, honestly. I don't think either one of you were still here. We're here, uh, episode 20. No, I definitely was not. I'm pretty sure I should have, like, round episode 30 right around there somewhere. Brady, you might have been around then because you were, like, a guest. Yeah, it's it was like once, once in a while you would show up as a guest and you would come in and start chatting. And then you started crushing on me, so I get it. That's yeah, cool. I, I crushed on you. Now I just hate you. <laughs> that's normal. That's like if that's not unique to you at all, Brad. I just yeah, I, it is what it is. So we had an episode last night. Had Isaac and uh, Ed on wonderful episode. That episode was about the series with the New York Mets. We typically do an episode after every series. Well, obviously, another series didn't happen between last night and today, as it's like, oh, hey, it's uh, you see what time it is? 
420. It's 420 where I'm at, so. Nobody cares where you're at, you fuck. Your time doesn't matter. Not Potato yet. Time. What the, the East Coast elites come down on the yeah. you know the the Midwestern middleman yet again. SMH. Gotta get gotta get some high and happy catering food sometime soon, mm-hmm. uh, so we can celebrate some four twenty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, until mm-hmm. then, I'll just. Uh... And you're wrong. The Red Sox <laughs> have played a series. The Red Sox versus Boomers, who are upset that they're wearing the yellow jerseys. Oh so, my fucking how Christ! I'm so ups- I'm so fucking happy. Like, let's just talk about this for a minute. All right. About people whining on the internet? Holy shit. I love that. <laughs> I have my my fucking yellow socks jersey. I have the yellow socks blue hat and everything. Um fuck you people. Honestly. Like <laughs> the jerseys are sick, one. And they like, are. I don't understand how people can I understand people don't like the color scheme or whatever and don't think they should be wearing them sometimes or whatever. But I mean Isaac mentioned it last night in the episode. He's like, you don't fuck with something that's working. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of superstition when it comes to baseball. There's people that don't change their fucking jock strap. There's people that don't change their fucking socks. You know, like if they want to wear fucking yellow jerseys and be known as the fucking yellow socks, who gives a fuck? As long the as you're fucking winning. You want to know what's going to make people even more mad? If this winning streak does end up continuing till the end of the season. They can wear them in the playoffs. Yeah, Bradford actually posted about yep. that. Bradford confirmed it. He's so like, really- I that's where I got into like my boomer. Like I called someone a boomer. It's, I, I don't understand how this happened. When I called someone a boomer because they said that the, uh, they fucking hate the jerseys or whatnot. And someone was like, well, do you, after I said boomer, he's like, oh, do you make fun of people for their sex and their race? And I'm like, where did you <laughs> come up with any of that? Dude, I love false. People just want to be victims so bad. The false what equivalencies. A boomer. What a boomer. <laughs> I'm really glad that my older ass now doesn't really give a shit. Like, that makes me feel better. That I'm just kind of like, look, do I like them? Nope. But do I like the socks are winning? Yep. So wear them, boys. Keep well, here's, here's, here's here's my fucking thing. I was I was uh, it was said I forgot what the person exactly said word verbatim, um, verbatim not word verbatim word for word verbatim whatever. Um, they were like, oh, do you just not like people listening to your podcast or following you uh, that are not over the age of thirty? I'm like, I'm sorry, Brady. How old are you? I'm forty two. Okay, I'm thirty eight. So if you're over the age of thirty. I don't give a fuck. If you're under the age of 30, I don't give a fuck. I don't think any of us give a fuck how old you are. No. Like, to me, this is like an extension of like, because I've heard more than a few people complain like, wow, the Red Sox, they wear their alternates way too much. They don't wear the home whites and the road grays enough. First off, the road grays suck. I prefer they wear the blues all the time. Yep. Second, yeah, it'd be nice if they wore the home whites a bit more, but the home reds are sick too. Come on. Brad, I swear to God, if you go defending the road grays, you need to stop. You need to evaluate yourself in the mirror. <laughs> He's gonna. No, I'm not defending the fucking road grays. Is it like sad that I don't fucking care what color their jerseys are? Not really, because like I honestly like they can wear fucking black jerseys for all I give a fuck. Those would be sick. Those those sound great. Black and you know what? You know what? Sick. I can't wait. 
what about like it, it gets cold in October, they're wearing the jerseys, but then they have to wear like the red jackets because that's all they have, and they're gonna look like a fucking hot dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> a little ketchup yeah. and mustard going down. Like that's gonna be cool because then it's like we don't give a fuck if we match. Like now they're gonna wear their yellow hoodies. That's what it is. I want one of those hoodies so bad. Same here. But I, I like if it didn't. Now, didn't they a couple years ago have road grays, but with more like blue lettering? Am I remember now that might yes. be like, yeah, they did. Like those were really cool. Those I thought were like. Things like nice. the grays are like, it's such like a, because so many teams have like just the road grays. I'm like, it's just so boring. Like I'm bored looking at you. We're, we're not living in 1970s, 1980s. Like let's, let's fucking, let's throw a little scheme up in here. Let's. Like the road blues are such good jerseys. Like let's just so let's nice do to some. At. Let's let's deal with a little fucking chaos here. You know, I'm gonna get that uh the city connect hat. I missed the boat on it, so I'll, I'll try to get one on, like eBay or something. But our old uh, our old co-host Zach, he uh, he ended up kind of making me get one. He uh, he posted it up in our group chat and whatnot, and he was like, "Hey, these are for sale." and as soon as the City Connect jerseys were available, I believe him and I were the first ones in the group that actually bought one. And I've been—I want the socks. Yeah, the socks. Yeah, you should—you really should just go full uni. You know what I mean? Like cleats, yeah. socks, pants. Just fucking do it. Things. It's just like, just find something better to complain about, other than like. They're wearing yellow and baby blue jerseys. They look like the UCLA Bruins. They've won seven in a row. That's fucking fire. That's all you need to fucking worry about. The color scheme off the marathon. It's cool. They've actually worn. uh, They've won uh, seven, eight games. Well, eight games out of ten games while wearing these jerseys. That's good. I'll take that. Eight hundred winning percentage. Pretty good. One thing that I fucking find hilarious, though, is that Chris Sale has said that he actually likes these jerseys. <laughs> Listen, if Chris Sale this likes dude, them, this dude them. fucking took scissors to his jerseys in fucking <laughs> Chicago, and he's just like, "Yeah, I love these." <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, they're fucking hideous, but I love them. <laughs> I I honestly thought that this. Listen, when I found out that Chris Sale was going to wear one of these, I was like, someone needs to hide these fucking scissors. Like, wherever the fucking scissors are, you got to hide them. And then, like, he got a hold of scissors, and he cut up his fucking hoodie. Fire. Well, that's what happens when you want the fuck off a team. You do shit like that. And then when you're happy where you are, you're like, oh, these fucking horrifically ugly yellow fucking jerseys, dope. I want to wear it, <laughs> right? And- I mean, like, Chris said, like, unironically in his post-game press conferences, wears a T-shirt of that dude with the daddy long, long neck. neck. Yeah, daddy long neck, the only man that gives off, like, you know, makes him seem like do. big or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah my that, God. that was fucking funny. I think yeah, when when did I? When was that? He saw that uh, when he was with Worcester. He was uh, wearing the daddy long neck ch- shirt. And everybody's like, well, who the fuck is this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is Daddy Long Neck. And it's like, who? Didn't even he's know he got, fucking existed. He's got a really good, like, hockey playoff beard going, though, which I think is great. I want him to fucking shave it, dude. What? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. See, now you're, okay, Boomer. All right? <laughs> for, nah. For, 
You know why? I, Yankees traditionalist. I, you're t- you're telling me here. I have a fucking full beard, and you're calling me a fucking boomer. Like, well, shut the fuck up. No, why, why would you? Uh, he looks like the fucking lion from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> I like his like beard. I think he he's looks like better a, without it, but I don't he's mind like it. a malnourished lion. You know what I mean? Like next time you look at fucking Chris Hale, seriously, like I'm not even joking. Like look look at him. And then, like, picture the fucking cowardly lion. I'm not saying he's a coward. I'm just saying, like, he's got that fucking, just the way that the beard is, it's like, no, it's not doing it for me, you know? That's smart, though. Because if you're like, oh, shit, he's like the cowardly lion, and then he throws, like, a slider that's so fucking sick, you swing it, it misses, then it hits you, (laughs) and then you got to go back to the dugout. Like, I just swung at a ball that hit me. Damn. That was fucking hilarious. That was awesome. Yeah. That was absolutely. I'm glad. Um, I know that he came back. He just came back from Tommy John surgery. Then he had COVID and, you know, all that stuff. And we don't need to go into the whole COVID situation because we all know how we feel about that bullshit with uh, uh, the asymptomatic and him having COVID two times. But um, it, it's kind of worrying uh, me that he's like fluctuating with his velo. Like the last, not last night, but the night, uh, the, his outing before he played the Orioles, he only had one strikeout. Yeah, <laughs> he's still getting better results than he than he was prior to, to getting Tommy John. So you know, you know, he's definitely he's not a hundred percent, you know, going into the postseason in terms of not health wise per se, but like he's not really like back, 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 right? Right. His velo is usually around what it's usually like averaging like ninety six, ninety seven. Right, but he never got to build up like, you know, like we all kind of were hoping that by now it might be like almost like mid-May for him in terms of starts. But when just when he kind of got ramped up, then he got shut down. Now he's got to ramp up again. So, like, he's definitely a work in progress. But like when he, he first came up with COVID, like he was like like 91 to 93 on his fastball. Now he tops out at like 97. He's throwing around 95. So you can tell there is like some improvement. And it's like Brady said, I think he just needs to get ramped up some more. Uh, when when those postseason juices are, are flowing, I think he'll be sitting, you know, 95, 96. I doubt we, he can go more than five, five plus innings. That's probably it. I think he's only gone six innings once this year. That's why how to the pen is so important because you go five innings of sale coming from the left and then you're like, now I'm all fucked up. Now he's coming from the right. That's a That's a nice piggyback. So I'm up for that shit. This bullpen is so sick. Now that like it's off COVID, like and all the pieces are back together. I love Hansel Robles. Right? Yeah, I, I like Hansel Robles too. And uh, the one thing I do not like about Hansel Robles, what is it, Brady? You hate his song because the Undertaker. So you can't get past that. Right, you need okay. to stop crying. All right. I, it's I cool. like it's cool that he uses the song. <laughs> it is not cool that he uses the song. He's had fucking in the last nine appearances, like nine innings, he hasn't allowed a run. He's allowed to I don't give a fuck how many runs he hasn't allowed. He could use fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin's fucking theme song. 
He does not have any right to be using the Undertaker's theme song. I need someone to use Hulk Hogan's theme song because I'm okay with that. Which version of Hulk Hogan's theme song? Like the, the real American. I, I am an all American or whatever it is. I love that fucking song. I am a real American. That would be Chris Sale. I you the see right of every man. Dude, I love that fucking song. I want someone coming out to the song. Ultimate Warrior. See, now we're all dating ourselves. <laughs> Motherfucker, <laughs> I watched wrestling since I was like four years old. I can same here. Me and my great grandpa watch it together. I loved wrestling. I still watch it to this day. It's unfortunate I don't have TNT uh so I can watch fucking AEW. Yeah, I've been watching AEW lately. See, I'm punk's back, dude. Love uh, it. He just introduced uh, Living Color uh, at, at one of the festivals. That's man. awesome. Yeah, they're fucking old, man. Yeah, Living oh, Color's band, been around for a while. The band Living Color? Yeah. That's In my hometown, one of the guys owns a bakery from huh, really? Living Color. Yep. That's awesome. Which, which guy? Tell me his name. I, I, I got to remember, but I think it's the lead singer, but I could totally be wrong. But it's like a like a cool high end kind of cafe bakery kind of thing. Haven't gone, uh, but uh, I want to check it out. The Cult of Personality is one of my favorite songs. Oh, that would be a great song to that. come out to. Amazing song to come out to. Yeah, it, it would be if it wasn't CM Punk's song. Yeah, I know he's fucking <laughs> oh. is a genius for coming out to that song. Maybe you should just send like tweet at uh, Hans Aromas some ideas. You know what I mean? <laughs> It'd be like, use any other song but The Undertaker because... If he just randomly came out to, to Kane's one night, that'd be amazing. I, I would be fucking fine with that. <laughs> million Dollar fucking Man. Fucking fire. Ted, Ted yeah, the fire and like the weird guitars. What? The, the money? The Million Dollar Man? Come on, dude. Come on. He, that would, would be hilarious. Somebody would come, come out to The Million Dollar Man. Yeah, and he would be like... Money, 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 money. Everybody's got a price. It would so be like the batter would be like, did he just fucking play that shit? Dude, and like after like, um Raffi secures his bag, that should be the first song he walks out to, like when he's <laughs> when he's at <laughs> that bat. I highly doubt Raffi even knows no, who fucking Ted DiBiase is. No, he's no, like younger no. than all of us to get. Someone should tell him to do it, though, because that would be oh. fucking hilarious. Secure the bag, come out to the Ted DiBiase theme. Someone come out to fucking uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Anyway. What a awesome the Pesky Report, there. noted wrestling podcast. Yeah, we we have origi- we were originally a Boston Red Sox podcast. We are now talking about the 1980s fucking WWF. The, the first... <laughs> The first 62 episodes of the Pesky Report was merely a mirage for the next 62, which is all wrestling themed. <laughs> hey, we're going to have an off season soon, so we might as well have something to talk about, right? <laughs> Let's talk about some wrestling and whatever. What was your all-time favorite wrestler? Oh my God. No, I'm oh serious. Who was your all- oh my all-time? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Who was your all-time favorite wrestler? Well, in my era growing up, uh, I fucking love CM Punk so much, dude. I love CM Brady? Punk. Uh, I loved the tag team, uh, the British Bulldogs. They were yeah. fucking amazing. But uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, I you just think... You totally would. You he had, dude, he had the barber shop? No, no, no. Because I like that. I like when they had those little stage things like set up. 
And like you know, yeah. every time it was going to end up when Shawn like, Michaels fucking threw Marty Shawn Michaels had like fucking... the most iconic heel turn of all time in that. Shot. Yes, it would just turn into utter chaos. That's why I'm about that. Roddy Piper fucking smashing a coconut over Roddy Jimmy. Piper Super was <laughs> fucking great too, man. He really was. Dude, I fucking love right. Michaels. My my two all time favorite wrestlers, and one of them was absolutely horrific. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, he was fucking. He was terrible as a wrestler, but no, he could not he, wrestle. He had the he had, he had that body and the fucking. I remember watching him the day before he died, and I was just like, I was I had goosebumps just because like he even though he had that like paper mask over his face and whatnot, and he was saying what he said, and like being like that's the last thing he fucking said in public, you know. But yeah. uh, Ultimate Warrior. Uh, growing up in Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Steve Austin, uh, when I was 16, my father got me a birthday cake with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I think it said something like, happy 16th, you son of a bitch, or some shit like that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. I fucking Who doesn't love Steve Austin, honestly? He was fucking awesome. He really is. Yeah. All right, let's like talk about some fucking baseball. <laughs> we Fuck spent enough time man. talking about wrestling for a little bit. <laughs> um so this episode I wanted to talk about like the past, present and hope and what the future looks like of the Boston Red Sox. So, um the graphic for this show has Xander Bogarts and Marcel Myers. Now, a lot of us on this show actually kind of like want uh Xander to sign an extension as long as he's willing to uh, switch positions. Yeah. So Correct. basically what we're, what we're suggesting is Xander to third base. Some people are suggesting to second base. We also got to remember we got Rafi at third. So if Xander goes to third, Rafi most likely to DH. If he goes to second, that ends up blocking uh, Jeter. And possibly York. So we, we, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of these things um, and what we should expect. So Xander started back out in 2013. Fun fact, Xander Bogers uh, ended up coming up to Boston. That was one of the reasons why the Boston Red Sox traded Jose Iglesias. I believe they traded him to the Detroit Tigers. Right. So yep. they, they ended up trading him to Detroit to the Detroit Tigers. Fast forward to 2021, Jose Iglesias gets DFA'd by the Los Angeles Angels. The Boston Red Sox signed him again to take over at shortstop simply because Xander was out with COVID. Xander comes back from COVID, and guess who boots Jose Iglesias from shortstop again? None other than Xander Bogarts. Jose Iglesias is now the second baseman for the Boston Red Sox. But unfortunately, he is not part of the – he cannot play in the postseason. So back to Xander. Uh, Xander has been our shortstop since 2013. I'm not even sure if he's played any other position outside of shortstop. Hold on. He did play third base for like a couple months in 2013. He didn't really play it in 2014, did he? No, t- 2013, he was the third baseman, him and Will Middlebrooks. Uh, in in the postseason, but it was mostly Xander at third base, right? And except for the uh, uh, the game where Middlebrooks had his feet up, what was that obstruction? 
Yeah, that was some weird. Look at the shorter time, Stephen Drew. Yeah, yeah, Stephen Drew. Drew was, and then Stephen Drew uh, was a free agent for the next year, and Xander was having problems. And up until I believe they were able to like sign, sign him in like June. Yeah, or some shit, May or June or some shit like that, and then they fucking traded him to the New York Yankees in the middle of a fucking series too. So like he only grabbed his bags and walked across the fucking uh, <laughs> the field, and he was like, "All right, well, I'm a Yankee now." Which this sucks, you know. Like I couldn't imagine that being being a great feeling. Shows how highly they thought of Stephen Drew. <laughs> Just he was, yeah. I mean, that was the best off season. 2012 going to 2013 for Ben Charrington. I mean, he hit on everyone having a bounce back season, like Napoli, Gomes, Victorino, PV. Was I mean, well, Napoli. Well, PV was a pickup at, at right. the trade deadline. Na- Napoli was a free agent signing. So was Victorino. So oh, was Stephen Gomes. And so was it Gomes. Yeah. So was Gomes. <laughs> Salta Lamacchia was a free. He was playing minor league baseball, and Ben Charrington was like. No, fuck it. We're just going to make you a starting catcher again. It was him and David Ross. <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah, that was just, so good for them. It was so Ryan, good. Ryan Dempster was good for pretty much half the season, and then then he kind of faded off. Hold on, hold on, good. hold on. Ryan Dempster, it can never have he. No matter how bad he played for the Red Sox, he will always have a place in my heart. After throwing at a Rod four times and missing, I was at that <laughs> fucking game. Really, I was at that game Didn't sitting. It, it, did Dude, A-Rod fucking take him deep later on? Yes. In the, okay. It was the first fucking inning. I was sitting in Stephen King's box seat. True story. <laughs> uh, because someone I know worked for him, hooked me up. My parents and my wife were, were sitting there. And he kept throwing my followers like, hit him, kill him. And everyone's going nuts. And then A-Rod hit the bejesus out of that baseball. I forgot. Yeah, Stephen King's a Sox fan. He's from Maine, obviously. Yep. yep those were some sick It seats, adds up. But it, it did, but Dempster kept throwing at him. He just kept fucking missing. <laughs> he just kept missing him. Yep. So that was then. But what I love that thirteen team so much. That well, fucking. We were talking about this just recently. Uh, Jake PV ended up buying a fucking um, a duck boat. <laughs> That's what you do when you win a World Series and you have a lot of money. You're like sweet. Like his yeah, best days were with the Padres, but he's a Red Sox legend in my mind. His best days were they were as a Padre because he won a World Series. Didn't he win a World Series with the Giants too? Giants, I think so That's, yeah, yeah, he won. He won a World Series with the Giants, and he bought one of their trolleys. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. I missed that. Out. That must have been a while ago. I think it was uh, – what was it? Was it the year before or the year after? I believe it was the year after. Uh, oh, I forgot that he was on that 14 Giants team. That's how the Red Sox got Heath Hembry and I can't remember the other guy. They uh, they got PV Hembry's originally from the Giants in yeah, a GTV move. I completely forgot he was on that 14 Giants team. Mm-hmm. It escaped my brain. Yeah, Jake PV gives gives uh, a lot of Garrett Richard vibes. Right. Oof. A lot better yeah, in his prime than Garrett Richards was though. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yep. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big Garrett Richards guy. <laughs> Jake I, Peavy was nasty though. Was I liked was I liked Peavy when he played for the Red Sox. I didn't know who the fuck he was before he was a Red Sox. Just like I had no fucking I didn't know who Johnny Gomes was. I didn't know that that was his name though. I remember Johnny Gomes from the time where he went to go slug at fucking Coco Crisp. <laughs> Coco, that's a name I've heard in a long time. I Coco. loved Coco. Same. He played forever on the A's, like after yep. he uh, left the Red Sox. Yeah, and who, what's the other guy? Uh, Lowry? Jed Lowry? Yeah. Oh, he, he, that dude. That, I remember when he played for the Red Sox, and I feel like he's been on the fucking A's for like 20 years. Do you remember when like Victor Martinez and Adrian Beltre were a Red Sox for like one year? Did Martinez, wasn't Martinez. Martinez uh, two or three, but. Wasn't Martinez was like, specifically like Wakefield's catcher or something? No, Victor came in as first base DH, sometimes catch. Uh, but what he was was very similar to Kyle Schwarber. It wasn't a need, but they're like, that dude can fucking hit. So we're going to put him somewhere. Where? We don't really fucking know, but that fucker can hit. After he, he left the Red Sox, he went to go on to those stacked Detroit teams. He was like another one of their power hitters on that ridiculous Detroit team that somehow didn't win a World Series. That is fucking mind-boggling to me. I mean, you had fucking Anibal Sanchez, you had Doug Fister, you had Rick Porcello, you had Max Scherzer, you had Justin Verlander, Justin Verlander, and you didn't fucking win a World Series. It's dude, I feel so bad, especially because their owner at the time like was a really nice guy, Mike Elledge, like a notoriously nice guy. Getting back to the Detroit community, I didn't hear you, (laughs) Fister. I barely knew her. Shut the fuck up. That's all I could think of. The truth is, that's where we were actually. We were actually talking about that last night. You know what, though? That was the, then Browsey can't build a bullpen. That's where that stemmed from, right? Because he really didn't need one. Yeah, you really didn't. But I mean, you had, because you, you had Scherzer and Verlander. You were getting at least six, maybe even seven innings each game. Shit, that was prime Verlander. You're getting seven minimum. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you remember 2000 and what was it? 2008, Big Poppy. Was it eight or 13 when Big Poppy t- uh, took Joaquin Benoit? Thirteen. Thirteen. That's the problem. Is you can have really good starting pitching, but in the end, but Benoit was also a really good uh, relief pitcher. He just threw shit. Uh, he just threw a shitty pitch to the thing Poppy. is. Is like even with those You're starters. Talking, the hold, one on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're talking about the fucking that that grand slam when Tory Hunter went over the wall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not a good pitch. Yeah, but the problem is, you know, and like, also Poppy hit like 700 in that fucking World Series too. I know, but this is where I go on the whole like here. I'm an old guy saying you got to have relievers with with defined roles in that spot. You can't just go like this. Um, I'm going to use you because I think it's your turn to pitch. You well, actually Benoit someone... had great numbers against Poppy. Right. Also, so the problem like... is 
you got to so be able to like hold the fact that the whole season's on the line and you're cool. You want that spot. You don't want to be Tom Gordon fucking puking in the bullpen before you come out to surf one up to Big Bobby. That's not good. Right. Like, but who are you, you going to go to, though? Like, you have a guy who's struck out Poppy like 10 out of 13 times. I'm not saying that that was the case, but say he throw, he, he strikes him out 10 out of 13 times. You're not going to go to that guy? Because this wasn't back. This was before they had the three batter minimum. You know, you could throw him one. You could throw this dude out for one fucking batter. But Benoit was a righty, so you uh, a good lefty poppy. That's the problem. You got to build a bullpen. You got to know you're facing big poppy and go like, oh. Benoit had Poppy's number though. But you got to be able to have one bad pitch, and you're like saying that that was a bad idea. It was not a bad idea for them to throw Benoit out there. Also, the thing is, is like you do not need a bullpen to win a World Series. Look at the 18 Red Sox. That bullpen was not good in the postseason. It wasn't. You're right. Now, that to me, right there, for anyone, for all the Red Sox, like, oh, Cora sucks. Shut up. The truth (laughs) is, what he did that postseason was be like, we don't have a good bullpen. I'm sorry. I still want to go back to the Benoit thing. Oh, hold on. Rick Porcello, you're going to pitch at relief. Nathan Avaldi, you're going to pitch at relief. He fucking made a bullpen that didn't exist because he was fucking smart. The thing is, like, the third, the 13 Tigers, they had so much, like, quality starting pitching. They should have put one of those guys in the pen. Why right? didn't they? Because they didn't have core as a manager. True. Yeah. How, how did you spell his name? Joaquin? Ben, no, no it's his first name. It was Joaquin Benoit, B-E-N-O. IT. I, I know how to spell Benoit because of Chris Benoit, you know, wrestling. Uh, how do you spell Joaquin? It's like what? J O A Q. No, Q U I N. J O A Q U I N. All right, hold on one second. So I'm going to look up his 2013 fucking numbers. I'm looking up the whole roster here. Just to, I'm looking at, looking at, the, at they, they did have uh, he, had, he had a two, he had a 201 ERA. Oh, hold on. Let's, let's look in the, uh, They had, a, a, they had almost a 40-year-old Octavio Dotel shot, right? Oh, they, they had Jeremy Bonderman, okay, in the pen. There we go. Pick that up. Jose Veras, who was just meh. Like, the truth really is their bullpen was not near what their starting pitching was. Yeah, I'm, I'm still completely – I'm completely indifferent with that whole Benoit facing Poppy. It, he absolutely – that was the correct move to go to. Benoit had his number throughout the season. There was no reason – or throughout his career, actually. There was no reason for Benoit not to go in there. Poppy even said it, that he had his number. And I forgot what his pitches were. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Plus, like, also, like, that 13 Detroit team was stacked offensively, too. Even with that pitch – they had prime Miguel Cabrera on that team. I believe Victor Martinez brain, please work. I'm begging you. I believe Victor Martinez is on that team. Uh, I need to look. Yes. Whole roster. Tory yes, Hunter's on that team. Austin Jackson. You just have Austin Jackson on that team. Uh, Omar Infante. He was pretty decent Johnny, back then. Johnny Peralta, that guy. He, he was he was exciting. And Prince Fielder, by the way, too. Yeah, they had Prince, Prince Fielder, prime Prince Fielder. Yep. Oh, he that was a stacked a offensive team. They should have been able to pick up the slack. <laughs> you would think. The thing is, like, yeah, like the, it's like I said, the 18 Red Sox were like just as stacked offensively and starting pitching wise 
and like had the same bullpen woes and they still, you know, they found a way to win. Like it's insane. The 13 Tigers didn't find a way. By the way, Brad, you are correct. Joaquin Benoit was the guy to go to in that spot. That's just my recollection of how hard he fucking hit the baseball and, and, and the outcome more than anything else. But he really does have good career postseason numbers. It was just on that pitch at that spot. But Poppy was not going to be denied. He, he had know. the misfortune of playing like probably the single best postseason hitter ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good luck getting him out in that spot. In Fenway, not a good yeah, spot. You're out of your mind. Yeah. That was so hyped watching that game. I feel like that an old was, man reminiscing yeah. on my glory days when I think about the 2013 Red Sox. Yeah, see, the problem was is that he threw him a fucking 86 mile per hour off speed pitch. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite still is Tom Gordon in 2004, literally vomiting before coming to face David Ortiz. The bad sign. You know, I, I believe it was first pitch home he, run. He, he, he threw him a, a grand slam. It, it was. The very first pitch of the game, or of the game, it was the very first pitch. It was a changeup, and it was outside. Not it was outside 86, far enough. It, it was eighty-six mile per hour uh, changeup. Postseason Ortiz in the postseason, so he's just gonna fucking. So that was outside, that and he still pulled it. He pulled it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Dude, Dave Ortiz in the playoffs is just a different animal. He's so nuts. It makes no sense. I'm. It, it was unbelievable. unbelievable. And the deeper he got, the better he got. Dude, Jared, like I said, like I said Jared, earlier in the episode, he had like a fucking six hundred fucking batting average. <laughs> they were talking about it on the uh, other show last night uh, on on the uh, game last night. They were like, "Why would you pitch to him?" Like, <laughs> like he had like a seven hundred batting average. Why are we pitching to this guy? Like, why didn't you just? They decided to walk him, and it was too fucking late. I'm pretty sure it was 2003. I was there. It was Angels Red Sox, and they had Poppy up. It was like the ninth inning, and they tried to pull in Alex Cora and use Jared Washburn, the starter, to come in and face uh, Poppy. One pitch, opposite field, <laughs> game over, series over. Thank you very much. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. Fun drive home. I love Poppy. That's when it started, and it was like, damn, this fucking guy hits. He'll always be my favorite my favorite Red Sox player. Always will remember, be. Remember when it looked like he really fucked up his Achilles, though? And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. That was a bad day. That was like later in the uh, in his career, though. Dude, his retirement tour year, too. He, he had such a good year. He could have kept playing for another two or three years. Like, he was just his so, so good. His feet were fucking killing him. Yep. And not for anything, like... 
I, I get a lot of slack for this, but the last like couple years that he was with the Red Sox, I was just like, dude, can you just please retire? Because I'm tired of hearing you complain about how you don't want to play first base when we play the National League. Boo, you suck, there, Brad. Boo. He didn't want to – when we needed his bat the most, he didn't want to hit. He didn't want to play. Dang. He didn't want to play first base. I, I, no, I'm, I mean, I'm all set. Like, I mean, he still if, hit like – 600 in the World Series, you know, I mean, I can forget Well, it. that was in 2013. <laughs> when did he retire? He didn't retire for 20, three fucking years. Two, no, 2016, I was there. I was actually there at his last game. Uh, that's what they got swept. I can't remember who it was now off the top of my head. Maybe Indians, maybe, uh, that swept Yeah, them. it was the Indians. That's yep. was and, bad. And, and uh, he got a hit in the ninth. They were down, and they pinch ran for him, and no one wanted to see him leave because, like, that's going to be fucking it. Stayed on the top step when the game was over, and he came out and fucking wept. Oh, that was – It really hurt. He was so fun to watch. He, yeah. Holy shit, man. He had a he had a career year of doubles in yeah. 2007. He had uh, – his career for triples was in 2004. How many triples do you think he hit for a career year? Six, yeah, three. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Oh, how it's many? Home, do you remember how many home runs was his career high? Fifty, like fifty-four. It was fifty-four. Dang. His career fucking uh, RBIs. Oh, A that's lot. Be high. I have no one, idea. I'm gonna go stupid high, like one forty-two. You're very close. It was 148. Damn. Yeah, I'm on his baseball reference page. He led the league in doubles and RBIs his last year, and he had a he had, a, he had an OPS over a thousand in his last year playing. He yeah, and his slug and his slugging was 620. Insane. He still had so much left to, to give. Yeah. How old was he when he retired? 40. He's 40. It's insane. He really if they could give him doing what what Nelson Cruz was doing, you know, just you know in 2016. Automatic runner. You know what I mean? Like that if there was just a guy waiting on the side. So how old is Nelson Cruz? I think he's like 40. He's 41. Yeah. But he's showing little signs of aging compared to years past. It looks like he's starting to slow down a little bit. He is. And like the thing is, like in 2016, I believe David Ortiz placed top 10 in MVP voting that year, too. Like it's insane. 2016? Yeah. Uh, he was sixth. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> and he he was a silver slugger. It's like his retirement year, unlike Derek Jeter's when he was a bum who needed to retire, like uh, he was actually, you know, still on top. I mean, he was 28th in MVP uh, the year prior. He was 10th in 2013, which that sounds like a fucking – that sounds like bullshit. It's just a victim of being a DH. Jeter was just shot at the end. He really was. He really was. Like it was. He was washed. It was very obvious. Right. Right, so now that we talked about Poppy, uh, and we've got um, JD Martinez, who's taken over the realms of the uh, DH. Who do we see as our DH in the future? Do we Con- think that? Huh? No. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, do we think we see Devers or do we see Carol Schwarber? Who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll go Hogjo. Okay. Uh, I think Schwarber. 
And uh, thing is, if J- even if JD opts in, I think you like eat the one year of having him and Schwarber on the team because I think Schwarber is just such a natural fit at DH for the future. Like for this team, he's just everything that embodies what a Red Sox DH should be. He gets on base a ton. He hits. He hits dongs. What's up, Brad? What you need? Whose phone's ringing? Not mine. It's coming from your end, <laughs> Anyway, like yeah, I, I just love Schwarber. He like he's perfect at Fenway Park. He he gets so many doubles. He shoots balls into the gap. He walks. He hits dongles. I love him. I, I really. I, I love how I love how last night I was just like, ah, oh, this guy only hits fucking homers to center field, and he's like, nah, I also hit him to right field. That was literally the first ball, a home run that he's as a Red Sox that was not to center field. Like the radio, like did the fact checking on that. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that home run, like that one, the one to right field last night. I was watching with my son, and he was like, "Dad, he crushed it." I was like, oh. "So it, it sounded like he crushed it." I think it actually didn't go nearly as far as it. Uh, but it was uh, majestic looking. So yes, it was. It was one hundred percent a majestic I, shot. I agree with Hogdale, by the way. Uh, I, I think that uh, I think JD will opt in because um, I don't think they'll do universal DH because Major League Baseball is stupid. Um, and I think Schwarber makes too much sense long term. Heim could even trade JD uh, and eat a little money. I wouldn't be totally shocked if he did that too. So um, I, I want I to stop you for a second there. Um, so his his first home run went 434 feet to center field. The, and it didn't sound like he murdered it. The second one that he hit where it sounded like he fucking murdered it, it was 105 miles off the bat, 106 miles off the bat, uh, <laughs> 35 degrees uh, launch angle, only went 405 feet. So he, was, he he basically cool. he basically well the sound of it was what made it fucking cool that's really it was like it was it was louder than that but it was like crack and it was like yep that's gone and then I loved his little fucking like yep uh, check please <laughs> yeah it's so very realistic going, that JD gets traded I don't I, think I, he has, I think he has a no trade clause so he'd have to I'm looking at his contract I don't see one. I'm pretty sure he has a no trade pause. Maybe the the site I'm looking at just doesn't say that. It says here has a limited no trade clause. So it's like maybe like a ten team list, right? Something like so, that. You know, I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked if that's an avenue that they explored because one year at JD at twenty at whatever twenty million. I'm sure there's a lot of teams that'd be interested because it's a short term commitment. Um, I could see something like that. I guess the question I would have going forward is if we made the assumption that uh, Devers could eventually switch over, switch over to first base and maybe Dahlbach if he goes over to third. I highly doubt they – Okay, yeah, I, I got the details of the no-trade clause. He can block three teams that he can go to annually. He has to name what? them at the beginning of the year, three teams he cannot be traded to. Oh, oh so he has, to, he has to name them. He hasn't named them. So they have 26 so. teams that they can move him to. 20, 27, right? Because he blocks three. Well, he you can't trade the Red Sox players. Oh, duh! I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I was hoping you'd walk into that. I'm a fucking idiot. No, no, it's fun. No, you uh, are. So <laughs> th- that would be my my only th- thought going forward. 
is if it's if it's Devers to first. We have we have a huge fucking problem, and it's kind of a good problem, honestly, if we want to think about it. Like, all right, so you both want to keep Kyle and eat the eat the Kyle uh, Schwarber contract with JD for one year, right? You want him as DH, all right? Cool, I'm fine with that. So now now we have eight other positions that we have to fill. Who are we going to have at third base? Are we signing Xander with the potential that he's going to end up moving to third base? Or are we going to sign Xander with the potential of he's going to stay at, at shortstop or is he going to second base? This is tough because I know what you're building to because the Red Sox system just has so many infielders that are of quality coming up. Well, the problem is, is that we've got, we've got Dawbeck who is just absolutely fucking crushing right now. And then we got a we've got a monster coming up through the ranks. Lucas is going to be special. I just watch him and I know he's going to be special. I mean, he's got problems against left-handed hitters and he's got, I have a feeling he's going to figure it out. But we've got Cassis Dawback. Don't forget uh is it Blaze Jordan? Yep, Jordan. I, yeah. So we got him as well. We've got we got a slew of freaking first and third basemen, you know. So it's like then we've got we've got York, we've got Downs, we've got Arroyo. We have the possibility of re-signing Iglesias. So there's there's another problem. Do we re-sign him and eat up the uh, Christian Arroyo contract, or or send him somewhere else? Depends. How much is Arroyo making? It can't be like, much. It's like under 600K. I, I think that um, whether it's it's Devers or Xander, I mean, Jose Martinez is now out in left field. And I really – is it – am I saying it's – is it Jose? No, not Jose Martinez. Fuck. Who's that guy from the Indians? I just had a brain fart completely. Oh. Uh, who, who's the uh, the big second baseman that used to be with the Indians? He's now playing left field. Not Lindor. They had the two guys. Lindor and what was, he, what was the other star? Jose Ramirez. Excuse me, I said Martinez. I think Jose Ramirez is playing first right now. Now he was playing left field in last series against the Red Sox. So I think uh, whether it's like Chris Bryant moving I think, to third, I think that's a different Ramirez. Uh, well, I th- I think just like Chris Bryant when it went out to left can play a little third and left field. I think Xander or Devers. I think that ultimately that's going to be wh- where they're going to go. That's See, what I um, think. like at first base. They probably keep Bobby for another year, let Cassis develop for another year, and like Cassis comes up in twenty three. At that point, they they probably trade Bobby, right? And he'll probably get good value too because of how yeah. much he's improved himself. And seemingly, you could either use him to get like a really good bullpen arm or maybe a good young starter. Um, God, Heim's got so much work to do because like there's just such a surplus of just talent. Because thing is, like, yeah, if you keep Xander, it, it brings so many new problems. But here's the other issue: is like, all right, we traded Mookie. We knew, like, us you know, people who actually knew what was going on know for a fact that is, it, it didn't matter who was coming in. It didn't matter if Dabrowski stayed. It didn't matter if Heim Bloom came in. It didn't matter who whoever was next. Mookie was being traded, right? Yeah. Do you think that this uh, this fan base would be able to um, accept 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Xander being traded? That's the problem. See, that's the only problem with, like, potentially moving off Bogarts, which honestly, like, if you're thinking just using your brain, no emotions at all, I think would be a smart move. Like, if you're going to, you know, maybe uh, try some other things. But, like, the thing is, like, Xander's the captain of this team, and he's been here since 13. Uh, He's given so much to the team. And... It, I think there'd be a riot in the streets if they got rid of him. <laughs> I, I I agree. I, I think that uh, logically, if you took a motion out, it makes sense. You, you got a shortstop and, and Meyer that's looking great. Uh, Jeter Downs, not not to be down on Downs, but <laughs> right. But you know, such a bad thing to say. I have to do what I have to do. But like Nick York, of course, is uber exciting you know at, at second base and kind of feels like you know he's coming sooner like like he's on a, he's on a speed train you know to get himself to the show uh so like they have it feels like they got first second short and a lot of third base options set to go so i i do think bobby's going to be look they could use a catcher you know, they, they, they could really use a catcher a long-term solution at catcher i think is important um but Outfield is not quite as clear of a picture. They have some interesting pieces, you know, Jimenez and, you know, uh, but it, the infield feels really secure. And Xander being an infielder, if take a motion out, doesn't fit. Because, like, yeah, he's going into his 30s. It's just, like, he has a type of game hitting-wise that could age well. Like, fair enough. Like, that's a tough part. But at the same time, like, he's already so rough defensively. And as you get older, it's not getting better. <laughs> All right. So, so let me ask you guys this question. And without, like, saying that Xander's the captain and whatnot. <clears throat> Xander or Devers? Raffy in a heartbeat. Not even close. Yeah. yeah like, Raffy's the future of this team. He's the number one guy. He He's really – you feel like he hasn't even reached his highest potential yet. Like it's still coming a little. He's like, still so young. Right. Like he's, so, he's like a child, like in terms of baseball still. He's there's still like, 24. There's prospects coming up who are like Devers' age who are in their first year. Like right. and Raffi's like 24 <laughs> right now. He's been in the league for like three or four years. Like I think Jaron Duran is actually older than he is. I think, you know I think I mean? you're correct. I think he's 25. Right. And Devers is like, yeah, I've already got a ring. You know what I mean? Been been an all star. No yeah, I've about. raked for years now. It's <laughs> cool. What I do? Yeah, yeah. He, he's not, he's actually like a, a month older than uh, Rafi. 
Yeah. It's absurd. I, 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 I have a strong feeling that Bobby Dahlbach's going to be moved, not this offseason, but next offseason. The dream scenario is that he rakes and Cassis rakes, and Bobby gets shipped out and wished all the wishes in the world for whatever the biggest need is at that time, probably pitching. And it's a um, shame because, like, Bobby's, like, really rounded himself into a damn good player. And, like, he's such, he seems like he's such a quality dude to have in the locker room. And it's just, like, it's just so cluttered. He seems right now like he's the guy that's keeping his head down, trying to fucking figure it out, you know. Not like down, down, you know what I mean? Like he's just not – he's not doing the Alex Verdugo, you know, getting all the attention and whatnot. And I feel like uh, Bobby – I mean, this dude comes out to the doors. I mean, come on, man. Like all the old-time fucking coaches and whatnot are like, hey, let's listen to some music. Bobby's probably sitting there playing fucking guitar in the clubhouse or something, you know. (laughs) I can see Bobby, like, after baseball, he's probably smoking a fucking fat pound of grass or some shit like that. He's the type of person that I could probably go to high and happy catering and have a good time. (laughs) I know that him and Verdugo hang out a ton, so they're really good friends. Dude, I saw a picture of uh, Bobby and his girl, which I I believe uh, he's now off the market. I think Kara Richards and his woman, who, Jesus Christ, man, is she... uh, she hot, and then Hunter Renfro and his wife. I was just like, "Holy hell, guys! These guys are winning. They are winning yeah. life." <laughs> uh, you know that that's one thing that I wonder, and not to be a uh, pessimist, but you do wonder: is it Hunter Renfro's? Is it his breakout season, or is it just his career year? Like, I think which we have two one? more arbitration seasons to find right. out? <laughs> so, really, could Bobby Dahlbach become an outfielder? Of course, he could. He used to be a pitcher, so I mean, that would be crazy fun. <laughs> To see so him just like I don't know if it put now. Do you think that Aaron Judge is an outfielder? What? Like what? that body type. Like, do you really think that that's sustainable an outfield? Because that's the same type. Of, that's the same body Joey, type. Joey Gallo, you know, is, is, fuck is, Joey Gallo. I didn't say anything about that piece of shit. I said Aaron no, Judge. But, yeah, but they're the same. No, body. It's the same build. No, <laughs> wow. I, I I do think that the, your you dog know, hates you. No, my son ran, and my dogs are herding dogs. So they're literally trying to drag him down to the ground and bring him with the rest of the pack. That's just what they do. <laughs> That's funny. I honestly, in my in my honest opinion, I don't think that as Giancarlo Stanton, I don't think that an Aaron Judge are sustainable for an outfield. And with that being said, Bobby Dahlbeck has that body type, and I wouldn't want to see him. I mean, he is young, I guess, and you could put him out there. Um, put him in, hide him in left field if he needed to. Do like I, I don't want to. Wow, my brain is failing me today on all brains. Okay. Fucking work, Hogdale. Yeah. Fucking work. I got eight hours of sleep, dude. Why are you sputtering? Like, I got like four or five, so I'm fine. I don't understand with the um with the Yankees. Like they don't play Giancarlo in the outfield more, and they're like, oh, but he'll get hurt. But he gets hurt anyway as a DH, and he's actually pretty good in the outfield there. Like he's not bad, so they, they should be playing him out there more. You know, I think Bobby could be the guy where if they really didn't want to move him, if you put him somewhere at a position like a left field, you keep him up until the year before free agency, you know, then you move him. And if it doesn't age well, that's not going to be your problem. You're right. Like a power hitting like left fielder, a corner outfielder for Bobby. I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't either. Um, And we kind of need outfield help. 
uh, as well, because I mean, like, how long are we going? I mean, like, are we going to keep Hunter Renfro? Uh, who knows what happens with uh, Kike Hernandez at the end of next year? I mean, he's only signed for the end of next year. Uh, he's having a fucking fantastic year. He can set well. himself up to get paid and paid yep. big time. Exactly. But I also don't know if he's trying, if he's one of those people that are going to want to get paid or if he wants to play for, you know, because he really came to Boston. Uh, would he get 14 million? I believe it was 14 oh million. It, that's not a lot of money. And he came here because he wanted to be with Alex Cora. The uh, interesting thing on Dahlbeck, he's not a freeze until he's 32. So oh my you, God. You, you really have him in his prime. And if you want to move him when he's 31 years old and be like, you're going to be a free agent. We've got, Wait, we have him for six more years. See, that's the thing uh, is you can go five whole seasons. That. Because either, Five. like, it's one, you Jesus have his prime seasons where he's just a damn good hitter. Or, you know, he's not a free agent until he's 32. That's such good, such a good trade chip. Like, Oh, yeah. He's not even arbitration eligible for – he has to be two more seasons. Arbitration one is, is three seasons from now. Yeah, he's probably not he's leaving it. anytime soon. You would have he, to get, like, such I, a return. I honestly think that uh, they'll – and honestly, I think they would end up probably trading for Dugo before they traded Dahlbeck. Honestly, because yeah, not like going into the details, because especially if Bobby maintains like the form that he's been and in, I and like, be, like an 800 OPS hitter. Are you kidding? I like both of them, and they're both really good hitters. And Dahlbeck's uh, Verdugo's more of an average hitter. He hits for average, and Dahlbeck's more of a power hitter. And he just had a really bad fucking start to the year. And I think when he comes back next year after the offseason, he's going to fucking rake. I think what what is one of his biggest problems was his buddy, uh, Michael Chavis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, so, I feel so bad for Chavis. I don't. Swing it, just swing at the high shit. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. Fuck it. If it's in your fucking eye, you just swing. Just go you, for the fucking If you fences. connect, bro, it's going to go so far. Let me yeah. tell you, bro. <laughs> look, look for Dugo's stats this year. He's about what I expected hitting wise. He's a he's a 108 OPS plus. Uh, he's two and a half uh, wins above replacement. That's about what I expected from him this year. He's like an above average outfielder, not special, but you know a he's good not a fucking center fielder though. I can tell you that. No, he should be a corner outfielder uh, at all times. He he looks far better when he's in corner outfield. He should not be playing center. He just doesn't have the range. He shouldn't play center field, especially if there's sun out there. The, the, yeah, that's the why it's is, so nice having Kike. He's such a good defensive center fielder. And I didn't, was not expecting Kike to be that good at center like when we signed him. I don't think anybody expected Kike to be nearly as good as he was. Because he was supposed to platoon for second base. Well, he's supposed to be, you know, a super utility. And he's how, been better than a super utility. Yeah, how'd that work out? My solution, basically, Brad, for every situation is this. Some motherfucker is going to left field who's not, not currently playing in left field right. because the infield future is stacked. That's it. It's right? true though. So like, all right, who, who, uh, who in our first baseman shambles or whatever? Who do you see going to left field? Is it going to be Cassis? Is it going to be Dabek? Uh, is it? Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's it's Bobby. It's not even a discussion. <laughs> Dude, and he's me throwing fucking bullets at field. Like, I'm so like that. He could be the future Hunter Renfro. 
with his arm, that doesn't mean he'd be as good of a defender. But Hunter does make some weird fucking plays too, though. Like for I, I love, I love the fact that he has a fucking gun and he likes showing it off. But what I hate is the fact that like. All right, there's a runner, or the batter hits it to right field, all right? You got the runner from first base going to third base. He throws it no matter what to third base instead of throwing it to fucking second base and trying to cut that fucking runner from going to second base. So now instead of having a runner at third base, first and third, now you have a runner at second and third. Like, sometimes use your fucking head instead of using your arm. No, bro, I got to show the arm off, bro. Flex, got to fucking flex on him. That's the stuff that I worry about in the postseason, right? Because yeah. now we got to play smart baseball, not highlight real baseball. And honestly, Cora, you know, preached defense from day one, and that's been shaky. You know what I mean? Like, Iglesias oh, yeah. has really seemed like he's settled the infield the fuck down. At this point, if it's me, I don't know how you don't want to bring Iglesias back next year. Like, and that's no knock on Arroyo at all. But you know, Arroyo what, just can't stay healthy. He just can't though. stay healthy. Like it's yeah, so, so it sucks. Kike's a center fielder now for the Red Sox for next year. He's he, don't even talk about second base. Just don't even talk about. It. He just no. Let him play just let him play field. center. Like he belongs out there. And Schwarber can be a little first, a little DH, a little left field. Dude, this team is so set going forward. Like it's it's got such a bright future. Positionally. Positionally, but, I mean, even still, like some of, like the your other prospects, you can flip them for pitching. So, uh, yeah, that, that that's the one thing that I really want to see, though. What do you think in terms of catcher, though? Do you think it's a free agent signing in the future? Do you think it's something that they trade for? Or do you think that's something that they, they have? Because catchers sometimes take a while, but I really don't think that that's the thing that they have. I think they probably sign a guy and then platoon him with Wong because I really like Connor Wong. I think he's a – at least defensively, don't know about his bat, obviously. I think defensively, the few games he did play, he called a – some really good baseball games. He called some really good games. Do you think that they'll let Wong play multiple positions? Because I know that, like, that's what I read. Like, he can play a little second. He can play third. Like, he's that's one of the super guys. utility right there. Have a catcher right, like, can platoon. A real super utility kind of guy. Yeah, like, that's like think... the what the Rangers have with uh, Kiner Falefa. Wait, that, that guy, guy plays can... everywhere. That guy made a play the other night. That was just oh like... yeah, he's had a hell of a year actually for the Rangers. Like he's been a Wait, he doesn't, for him. He doesn't catch though, right? I believe he caught a little bit. What? That's that. One second. I, how could you, you can't waste that guy? The play he made against the Yankees that night was so deep in the fucking hole. Like that's the kind of player that you want. Oh man! Yeah, he plays fucking Yeah, no, he, he's fucking fucking hot. We were just talking about the future of, of catcher. Like, where do we think that's going to go? And, catcher, um, fucking get rid of fast guys because he's fucking. He's been no, no. calling a shit game. Yeah, we've uh, we we didn't even discuss that because it's been assumed that Vasquez is nowhere near this baseball team after this season. I said that we probably uh, sign a guy and then pair him and platoon him with Wong because I think uh, Wong is a little. I don't little. know because uh, when is now we're we're not talking about Wong necessarily next season per se. No, 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 no. Like, I'm just saying, like, when is uh, Vasquez's contract up? He's got one year, but the Red Sox can choose to opt, you know, pick up the option right. or let him leave his free agent. I don't see them. I think it's eight million. I don't see him picking it up. I think the buyout's like two million. Maybe still you're saving six. The right. buyout is actually it's a club option, which includes a two hundred fifty thousand dollar buyout, and it escalates to eight million with five hundred and two plate appearances across twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, which. 
you gotta imagine that that's not gonna be a fucking. You you buy him out and get a cheaper option to pair with Wong. You, you just yeah. do that. <laughs> well, really, they they could do a Plawecki Wong and see how the fuck it goes, and then no, neither one of those guys are gonna be fucking worth. Um, yeah, he's already got over five hundred uh, fucking plate appearances. So, Brad, did you say that's an automatic kick, kicks in if if he had 500 appearances? It's 502 plate appearances between 2020 and 2021. And he had 189 last year in the short season. He's already at 476, which I'm assuming that that's the reason why he's been playing so much uh, behind the plate is because of, because of that. So is that an automatic, though? So he's signed for next year if he if he has those plate appearances? Uh, it, I mean, it just says that it escalates. It doesn't. They still have the buyout. It's a club yeah. option. Because I, I don't see them picking. Maybe the buyout's more expensive then. Like if it escalates. Yeah, that would I, make sense. I, I, I would definitely look for a short-term, you know, stopgap solution. I, I don't they, know. Do do you do you go with buying them out for eight million and then fuck it? Because I'm only assuming that that's what that means. Is like they have to buy them out for eight million. I mean, it says two hundred fifty thousand, which that seems kind of low because, like, any team's gonna fucking be like, "All right, here's two hundred fifty, two hundred fifty thousand, you know, whatever." But um, I don't, I don't see Wong or Plawecki being a fucking everyday catcher. You can't have Plawecki continuously being a catcher for the for your team. He's a backup guy. He's not. He's not an everyday guy. Uh, Isaac says it on a constant basis. He's got a fucking noodle arm. People are going to throw on him. What do you think um, against Wong, brother? Huh? <laughs> what do you got against Connor Wong? He looked good he's, in his little stint. He, he did look good, but he's not an everyday he's not an everyday catcher yet. That's why I said you get a guy in free agency and platoon with him. <laughs> Brad, I could be wrong, but I think what it means is his option for 22 is $7 million. That escalates to $8 million if he had enough plate appearances. Having said that. Yes, you're right. Two, it's you're still right. a $250,000 buyout. Yep, so, you're right. Right. So at $250,000, there's zero fucking chance that I want to I want to pay Christian Vasquez $8 million. There's no, no. way. Maybe maybe I bring him back on one year $4 million, you know, if he wanted to. Uh, he ain't going to come back on $4 million. Then let him go. Then yeah, let, <laughs> you know, let, let Hein find, you know, a short-term stop gap. I mean, there's a couple of – Free agent, you know, catchers that that are de- you know defensive minded catchers, um, that would make a lot of sense. Um, you know, they have to. I don't want to spend eight million on the catcher. I want Kyle Schwarber to stay with his team. Uh, I would totally consider moving JD and even eating half the money if you got back something like ooh la la in return. We really don't have that many options for catchers. There's, there's two. I gotta look back. There's, there's two catchers, and keep in mind a lot of defensive. Hold on. Here, here, here are the catchers that are available uh, at the end of 2021. Yadier Molina, not uh, Roberto yeah. Perez. He's got a club option. Buster Posey, he ain't gonna fucking leave the Giants. And then Vasquez. No, there's. Oh, hold on, yeah. let me look. Yon Gomes is a free agent in 2022. I wouldn't mind picking yeah. up Yon Gomes. Yeah, that's next year. I, Next year is 2000. No, 2022 free agency would be the free agency before the 2022 season, wouldn't it? Yep. Yes, sir. 
I'm yeah. looking right here under MLB.com and their free agents uh, class. And that's Mike, not, Mike, because uh, after this year, Max Scherzer is free agent. Yes, and it has Max Scherzer listed as a free agent for this one. <laughs> um, some other players that are, that are totally free. Uh, let's see. It looks like. Zunino could, could be a free agent. I think there's an option, but with Tampa, you never know if they can afford that. Uh, Stephen Voigt, yeah, um, Kurt Suzuki, uh, Sandy, old favorite, Sandy Leone. Um, oh, my God, you're a legend. The, the I couldn't do Sandy Leone. But oh, what, no. uh, Tuck, Tucker Barnhart, uh, I think from the Reds, um, is, is a guy that's out there. And keep in mind, a lot of guys get DFA'd as well, especially with catchers. Um you know, that could be available, not to mention the mat, the fact that, you know, Heim can do a little little trade investigating, you know, work himself. But Zunino, his contract I'm clicking right now, he's, uh, let's see, there's a $4 million option for next year. That feels like a guy that could be a trade candidate. Um, from do Tampa we really want to trade with the fucking Rays, though? I would trust Heim. Our guys uh, did I don't want to trade with the Rays. <laughs> Worked out it's pretty like, well. Nathan Evaldi trade worked out pretty damn that, good. That's a little different. Now it's like we all realize that no matter what the Rays do, they turn it into gold. Yeah, but they let Renfro go, and then he became gold on the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, but that's understandable. Like, he didn't have a good year last year, so. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, we have a guy who has the Rays magic bullshit powers because he, he was he was the Rays operation that was out there. Like, Zunino in Fenway would be kind of exciting. I wouldn't mind Zanino, honestly. I wouldn't mind either. Yeah, you know so. who I'd really like to have off that team? Who? Wander Franco. <laughs> See, I didn't know the shit. <laughs> He's such a stud. He's still Because he young. just fucks us up. It's like, all right, if we could get Wander Franco, I would fucking just be like, all right, I'll trade Xander. You know, who's, you know who the free agent I'm most excited for in the future is that we're going to grab? When, when Juan Soto is a Red Sox, I'm going to be so happy. Dude, what is that? Twenty twenty five? Yep, I can't wait. I, I got a calendar. <laughs> could you? Could you seriously imagine him and Devers on the same fucking team? Fucking, I'd nut. I really would. <laughs> I love Juan Soto so much, dude. He's so good. Just, just so you know, so good. here here goes my offseason charge. Zunino has to play the Red Sox because now I I'm obsessed with with, with that notion. Jesus and now we're gonna go with. Do- all right, so here's here's my question for you, uh, Brady. Who do you go for for a closer? Oh, God. Uh, honestly, I'm going to give the obvious answer, but then my real answer. Raciel Iglesias. Raciel Iglesias is the easy free agent option. I don't think Heim does the easy free agent option. I think Heim does his own investigative work because that's what he's really fucking good at. And he gets someone that I would be like, oh, that's the guy. He's going to get the guy. That's going to be it. Matt Barnes is my eighth inning guy. And I totally have faith that Matt Barnes will do a, a solid job as an eighth inning wow, guy. Wow, you actually are saying something extremely nice about Matt Barnes. Yep, he'll do a, he'll do a really good – yep, not at all. You know, uh, I don't like him as a closer, but eighth inning guy. And Adovino had a great year. If he wants to come back on a little bit of a discount, cool. I doubt that's going to happen. I think Barnes replaces Adovino and – but I think let Hein do his fucking magic for, for the bullpen. I'm going to say something <clears throat> that I don't think either one of you guys are going to like me saying. Oh, God. Who do you think I'm going to say as our closer? Garrett Willock. Almost. Hauk? Nope. 
You had the first name right. Richards? <laughs> Let's go. It's time. Let's just fucking go, dude. <laughs> no, you wouldn't even need an eighth inning guy. You just do it for two innings every day. Do the eighth and the ninth. <laughs> I, I am just I'm- so incredibly, like happy with how everything has changed for him. Richards has been ridiculous out of the pen. It, it actually remember, doesn't make sense. Remember when they put Martin Perez in the pen and he was just like, okay, I get it. You know, I'm going to do it. And then fucking Richards is like, they're like putting Richards in the pen. And he's like, I could throw 99 fucking pitches and they're going to throw me in the pen. And look out of the two of them, the one with the bad attitude going into the pen is the fucking one that's like, He's, like, changing his entire fucking, like, his career. He's never going to get another – he's never going to get another uh, job with another team as a fucking starter. No. All right. I'm going to agree with you, which it hurts, provided there's one little caveat to it. What's that? He has to stop shaving right now. He needs he has to, to let- stop shaving? Yep. Oh, I need no. the I need the whole thing to fucking grow out. No. Not cut the back. I want him just to be like almost like Charlie Blackman, but the blonde <laughs> Blackman is what I want. I want to see just You want him with a fucking Fu Manchu beard? I want to see I want to see him coming out in the ninth with all kinds of crazy shit. Looking like Brian fucking... Wilson? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all I'm saying is that I really hope that the Red Sox invest in a good jacket for Garrett Richards going into October. Oh, Jesus Christ. He notoriously doesn't pitch very well when it's cold out. You know what? I think he might fucking have learned his lesson this year. Maybe like get him like a, like a heated woolly blanket that he can use in the bullpen. <laughs> you know, ha- you're, having said that though, really, if Hansa, if the Sox go deep in the postseason and Robles looks fucking legit, I could totally be swayed. The thing about Robles is he's looked good. But it's because Cora figured out he can't pitch in back to back nights. If he pitches That's in bullshit. Nights, he's pitched he's pitched in back to back nights recently. Yep. He's been and he's looked fucking fantastic too. Preach, Brad. Preach. Do preach king. Preach. Yeah. I'd be down. Okay, if he looks great in the playoffs, like yeah, go ahead. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I could listen, I could be motivated, you know, although he's a free agent at the end of the year, but I wouldn't want to give him some big ass deal though. No. Nah. What about now? What about Whitlock? Would you? Would... Whitlock's he's not even going to be talking about money for a couple years. No, I said as a quote. I think he just means like in general nah. role on the team. He's going to be he's going to be a starter. Yeah, it's so clear they want him to be a starter. He's afraid... going to be he's going Hulk. to be what they wanted Hauk to be. See, I think the opposite. I think Hauk's going to be the starter. Everyone thinks that he won't be, but he's going to be. And Whitlock is just. I just don't know if he can go. Whitlock already has the pitches. All he has to do is be stretched out. The only reason why they didn't have him start this year was because he was our, um, not our, uh, he was a rule five. And if yeah. he got hurt or if they couldn't use him or whatever, he would end up going back to the New York Yankees. No, not yes. if you're hurt. No, not if you're not hurt. Not if you're hurt. But if it didn't work out and they fucking didn't keep him right. on the roster. Correct. But the truth really so is. So he's already, he's already got his three to four pitches. Dude, everyone's where Hulk only has Hulk, two. Everyone's going to cry when Hulk comes back after the offseason. He's got like a filthy splitter. And then also he just like randomly developed a two-seamer. It's going to be great. He needs to work with Chris Sales is what I think. I, I think I think Hulk's going to be a starter. And I think Hulk is going to stay in the pen. I think Hulk's going to stay in the pen. I wouldn't be opposed to both of them being starters, honestly. Hulk is like an Andrew Miller type in the bullpen. Let's fucking E-Rod walk. 
Now, if you I told me letting Erod walk, honestly, if you told me how became the closer, one of them, I'd be cool with either one of them because electric stuff. Nah, I'm all set with Richards. <laughs> Such a, like he's got three career saves, and you're like, don't fuck sign him care. up. Yep, exactly. Sign him up. How many saves does Hauk have? One, maybe. <laughs> I think one. How, all right, better question. How many blown saves does Hauk have? I don't See, even think he's, he's had fucking an option to have, have anything blown. By the way, like, since you brought up Eduardo Rodriguez, did the advanced stats even say that he's good anymore? He's been so like bad. <laughs> I know the yeah, nerds are, have been trying to defend him. Getting pretty rough, dude. Here's here's the problem with Erod, man. Every time Hawk has only had one save. That was right. Blown saves. I don't even know where the fucking to find the blown saves. MLB.com will tell you that one. You do that one. Uh, we could bring back Ugith Urbina. Okay. No? Okay. I don't know who that is. Uh, Ugi Urbina? Yeah. Ugi Urbina? I just feel like that's. <laughs> Ugith Urbina was like fucking steroided. What, what, what year was that? Oh, I'm going to guess. Oh five, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Yeah, that's why I don't fucking remember Urbina. He was he was fucking nasty for a little while. He was with the Sox on two thousand two. Yeah, that's why I don't remember him. So Tanner Howick has had one save opportunity. He's a thousand. Perfect. All right. So how many times is it? Okay, let's look up Garrett Richards. Don't look at Matt Barnes's. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, what a fucking dick. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. His 79% is not what you want. It's not. I agree, though, Hogdale. I think Hauk is going to develop at least a third pitch, if not potentially a fourth pitch, just to shut everybody the fuck up. And then all of a sudden, he's going to be like, I'm hey, actually really. So, how many good. saves do you think that uh, Garrett Richards has had this season? Three. three. Yeah, I was going to say three. How many opportunities do you think he's had? Three. Three. Exactly. So he's yeah. actually he's actually better than Hauk because he's well, had more opportunities. Well, that you can't hold it against. No, uh, no, you can't. You can definitely hold it against him. Oh, yeah, better in the pen. He wasn't better as a starter. <laughs> yeah, at least Richards could go five innings, though. Oh, wow, five innings of six-run ball <laughs> as compared, compared to four innings. of like Dude, one Martin two Perez ball. could go six innings. Of nine yeah, runs. Theoretically, ball. Martin Perez could go six innings if you don't mind giving up ten runs. <laughs> Garrett Richards' problem was going the first inning. That's all it was. It was which makes no sense first... as to why he went to the pen. Right. It was amazing. <laughs> it makes like, no you know sense. <laughs> you know what? Like... You suck in the first inning. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have you warm up for the entire game. And, you and only then we're going to throw you up. So you'll already have like 70-something pitches thrown. And then when you come in, you're already up to like where you would be in the third inning. It's insane. That, you know, like Garrett Richards like goes to the pen. He becomes like super Jesus. And then like uh, Martin Perez is just like, oh, I'm bad as a starter. Now I'm just going to go to the <laughs> bullpen. And the only difference is that I'm a bullpen guy now. I'm still bad. <laughs> I do love I'd love to be there where his agent's like, here's the deal. I know the first 18 to 25 pitches is where you struggle. So your the team's plan is to have you only 
18 to 25 pitches. Logically, it just doesn't add up. Like what? he's like, and, and and I'm not in favor of this move, right? I'm pissed off, but it's gonna work great. What move is that? Putting him in the bullpen. Who? Garrett fucking Richards. Oh, okay. Wow. 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 It is getting to the point, though. It really is getting to the point where Garrett Richards, like, I hate to say it, but you at least have to consider at $10 million. I was, a week ago, I was like, no way. Now I'm at least like, maybe. I I would throw $10 million. I would be like, yep, we're keeping you in the pen. Then Vasquez has got to be gone for that $8 million. That's kind of like... You're, you're probably... It, it, I don't I don't know how they're gonna end up doing it. Maybe they let Richards walk and then they're like do the exact same thing that they did to Martin Perez last year. No, he's gonna get a bag as a reliever. Some dumb team will throw the money at him. Someone's gonna do something. Remember who was who's that guy? He's in with San Diego now, the lefty, uh Pomeranz. Yeah, Pomeranz. Yep. Yeah. In 2018, I was the only person outside of Drew Pomerantz that had a Drew Pomerantz jersey on. Yeah, even his mom was like, fuck you, Drew. I have a Drew Pomerantz jersey because of how he was in 2017. People fucking hated Drew Pomerantz. I loved Drew Pomerantz in 2017. Loved him. I thought it was absolutely fucking hilarious in that 18 any World Series that – it was between letting fucking Nathan Evaldi go out for like the sixth inning or having Drew Pomerantz go in, and they went with Nathan Evaldi. And Drew Pomerantz, Drew Pomerantz is sitting in the fucking bullpen warming up, and there goes the fucking game. They're like, oh, well, Drew Pomerantz warmed up for fucking nothing. Nathan Evaldi's like, my arm hurts. I've had two Tommy John. You're like, keep going. And My Tom- favorite part of that World <laughs> Series was the fucking next day. Uh, if Waldy went up to Cora and he was like, I'm all set to go. Oh. <laughs> and, Cora, and Cora's like, dude, your agent is going to fucking kill me. Dude, if Waldy's such a gamer, like that contract, it looks so terrible when he signed it, but he's been so good. <laughs> you know, you know, can I, uh, as soon as uh, after they lost that, Eight ten inning extra inning game. The next morning, uh, they were supposed to have you know breakfast in the rooms ordered up, and then one player said, "I'm going to go eat in the, like the common room or whatever." And all the players, all their wives, all the kids had a huge fucking impromptu team breakfast. They were like, "Fuck it, yesterday's done. Let's go kick some fucking ass today." And I'm like, "Yeah, let's fuck." And it was Nathan Valdi when he walked in, and they were like, "Motherfucker!" And that's when he told Cora. I'm good. I got a couple in me. <laughs> it's like with what arm? You're gonna let oh, me? Let me. <laughs> like, yeah. It's gonna be like that that one like old kids book talk about Sandy Koufax, where it's like he had his entire arm encased in an ice cube after games because it hurts so bad. <laughs> I was watching something on Nesson the other day. There was uh, it was Louis Tiant. He threw 156 pitches in the World Series, and I'm just like. Holy fuck! Could you imagine if anybody nowadays threw 150 something pitches, and, and and fucking during fuck you Brady in any game? I always want to see Tim Wakefield go like 200 in a game. That's a different story because you're only throwing like you're literally lobbing the fucking thing. You know that's why really, he was able to fucking pitch until into his 40s. But it's really my dad met Tim Wakefield in a bar. Apparently, a really, really nice guy. 
You know what, though? What makes me feel like shit is Tim Wakefield's throwing, like, what, 64, 66 miles an hour. And if I'm throwing that, I'm like, oh, throwing it. And every, Tim Wakefield looked like he was just, like, fucking around, like, eh. See, if I was Tim, if I was Tim Wakefield, I would do like the like the grunting and snarling that Max Scherzer does while throwing those balls. I am. Oh. They, they don't have a knuckleball pitcher. Like I think that's kind of the Red Sox way. For like the past twenty years, generally speaking, they've almost always had a knuckleball pitcher, whether it's Stephen Wright or it's Tim Wakefield. They have to get a knuckleball pitcher. I'm kind of happy they got rid of Stephen Wright. The thing is, like, you got the with the three batter minimum now, it just kind of like eliminates the niche of having a knuckleball pitcher. <laughs> I gotta have one back. I gotta I'm not on right, but get somebody else. There's got to be somebody. I want a lefty knuckleball pitcher. Okay, okay. Really I want a submarine lefty knuckleball pitcher. Yes. How do you oh throw God. a knuckleball as a submarine? I like fucking crazy. I fucking hate submarine works. pitchers, dude. I used what? to think they were the coolest fucking thing back in the 90s. Now watching baseball games where you're fucking like dragging your fucking knuckles through the fucking dirt. Nah, I'm like, uh, Tyler, Tyler Rogers, uh, that submarine picture. He was like, he didn't have a job in baseball. And like he learned how to pitch submarine just to fill that niche. And he got a fucking job in Major League Baseball. I would make my whole fucking bullpen submariners. Just all of them coming one lower than the fucking next. And they're like, damn. Because it's just, like, such a unique look. Like, you just have no idea what the fuck you're even looking at. Yep. It's yep. Like, this is not cricket. Why are we throwing close to underhand? <laughs> scrape those knuckles, boys. Fucking scrape them. What, are we fucking cavemen? Hey, yes. Did you did you hear they tried, I don't remember what league, moving the, the mound back afoot? It was a ca- the, cape, the Cape League. So they did the study to find out how, how did it change offense or whatever. It didn't. Fuck. So... Yeah, but it, change, it changes the defense. It changes pitching because you got to put more oomph into it. But now they're considering moving it back another foot. I'm like, come the fuck on. Come on. The thing is, hey, I the sticky stuff. The offense went, went up by a decent amount. Like, we weren't seeing no hitters every other week. <laughs> so oh, it should yeah. be enough. No, yeah, the sticky, the spider tack stuff, and we're making that seem like it helped, you know, kind of doing that. I wonder what they're going to do in the postseason. Are they, are they still going to really try to enforce that in the postseason? Oh, yeah. Probably. Absolutely. But um, from what I heard is that baseball is developing their own sticky substance to put on the ball, like how Japan does it. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So they'll have like, a natural grip that you can actually grip. They should. Yeah, they why, should. Like, why honestly. the fuck did it take that long for them to realize? It's Rob fucking Manfred. Why because else we're Major League Baseball, like- and we do things better than every other league, and we don't need to change. I mean, it is the best sport, but still, I mean, Rob Manfred's got to go. He does, dude. I can't wait till Theo's the commissioner. It's going to be great. I I couldn't I agree can, more. I couldn't either. All right, guys. Uh, so, so is it th- Mayor's at, Myers at short, York's at second, Cass is at first, Devers, we're going to hope and pray, stays at third. We have no catcher, and we're clearly putting somebody left over. In Dawback's going to left. Yep. <laughs> Center field, Jimenez, were really just kind of like, because that would be fun. Speed, little pop. Dude, the amount uh, of speed that that fucking kid has. Are we giving up on Duran? Is that, are we, is that? Cool? I don't know. His fielding needs to get a lot better if that's, if we're going to go uh, MAGA Duran. Yeah. I feel it, like we it, need to it, give Duran like another year to see if he's actually bad or not, because I just don't know. <laughs> and what if he's just a fourth outfit? It's, it's not like that's yeah. like, Horrific, you know what I mean? 
And Iglesias needs to be signed for next year. Can we agree on that? I, I can agree with that. It'll be a bummer to see Arroyo go, but he just can't stay healthy. But like they, they can, can always, he's going to get always, hurt. Yeah, yeah, you can keep him down in that Triple A. As he's going to forever rehab. <laughs> forever yeah, exactly. Rehab. He's going to forever rehab. When he comes up, they're like, "Dope! How long going to be here?" He's like, eh, "A week or two. <laughs> until I fucking tear my groin again for the three hundredth time." He is fun though. He is fun, but I, I still, I'm still on that one. That you, you've got nine games to go. He's got to get repetitive at bats, or else he's not going to be locked in for the postseason at all. Well, yeah. you're not put. You're not going to end up putting Kike at second though. So there's that. Then, then a Royal's got to play. No, Travis Shaw can play. So would you stop with the Travis Shaw? He hasn't played <laughs> second base since like 2016, and you're like, eh, fuck it. I got Schwarber at catcher. And I got I'll put fucking Sh- I'll put fucking Schwarber at second. Who cares? How hard can it be? Arroyo <laughs> does it. Arroyo's a very good defender, man. Yeah, until he gets hurt. And Schwarber looks like Kevin Euclid from the left. Dude, I love like uh like how money like in Moneyball they made it seem like transitioning and playing first base is like the most difficult thing in the history of human existence. Meanwhile, literally any major league team is like, oh well, you can't play defense. Fuck it, fucking throw him at first base. <laughs> Bro, fucking Christian Arroyo has only played 54 games this year. Damn. God, that's that's sad. And what about – everyone could do the transition except for Hanley Ramirez. Oh, no, no. He couldn't go to left, right? Hanley couldn't right. go yeah. to left. He could do it at first. And then all of a sudden he just – inexplicably they just released him. And they were like, shh, no one asked questions why. Yeah, and then like, he went you know, to like, Cleveland – and that was it for that was it for for that one. That was his 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 swan song, left very very quietly and it was over. So Erod, see ya. Oh fuck! It. Oh wow! Travis Shaw only played two seasons, forty one games at second base. Yeah, and you want to put him there in the fucking postseason? You're like, you know what, guys? I got an idea. Sure, why not? No, he didn't, he didn't say – he said like the Joker in that awful Suicide Squad movie. He's like, I have an idea. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, let me guess, Brad. Put Travis Shaw at second base. He's like, no. Well, what, what was your idea? He's like, put Travis Shaw at second. This is what doing crack once does to you kids. Yep. I've never touched it. All right, guys, we got anything else we want to add to this? Shave your balls. Oh, do we want to do an ad read? Do you want to do an ad read? Do we need to do an ad read? Do you do? We always need to do a goddamn ad read for Guys, the best you... ball shaver in the business. Well, hopefully this ad read goes a lot better than last night's ad read, Wed. Holy hell. It will. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got my ball wipes in. Let's go. That's I got amazing. my ball wipes, my ball deodorant, uh, my body wash. I got the whole kabang, dude. I got my lawnmower 4.0. I can shave my balls. I was talking about this last night. I was fucking – I used to be one of those guys that shaved my balls with, like, a Mach 3, the Gillette Mach 3 things, you know? Ooh. Yeah. You know, I used to get nipped, like, all the time, and I'd mm-hmm. fucking bleed, and it sucked. And then I started using uh, trimmers and whatnot. But what I used to use before that was – I used to use straight razors, which is a horrible fucking idea. Oh, my right? God. Yeah, terrible, right? So um, I ended up getting this fucking. Uh, I found out 
about the Manscaped lawnmower, and I ended up getting one. And let me tell you, dude, it's got it's got one of those LED lights on it. So like, you, if you if you have no light, you can just shave your balls in the dark. That's let's go. It's not yeah, done technology. I'm t- I'm t- it, it, the the technology that comes, it's it's wireless. It's got a wireless charger with it. I think it's like seventy bucks. But I mean, like they got more than just the the lawnmower 4.0 on there. Uh, I'm telling you, they've got uh, ball wipes. I haven't used them yet because I just got them today. So, but they got ball wipes with helps with uh, bacteria like down near your balls and shit. Anti chafing lotion. Um, some body wash. I haven't smelled any of this stuff yet. They even like sell underwear, and they sent me a pair, and it's a great pair of underwear. Very oh yeah, comfy. it is. It is. Actually, you got you got the lawnmower too, didn't you? I sure did, and I can confirm, fantastic. Very yeah. best it, ball it probably, shaver I've ever had. Exactly. Like I've had ball shavers where, like, it, it, when you're going to shave your balls and shit, you just like pull that fucking, you pull those things up, and you're just like, and it's like, ooh, that. Trying to hurt. <laughs> you that again? What happened? Ooh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we got a bleeder with, with my lawnmower 4.0, dude. I have no problems. There's a little uh, a, a little blade protector on there uh, that helps from keeping you uh, getting nipped or anything. So I like keeping my area nice and smooth for my lady. And uh, you can actually get one too. So uh, I mean. Such a gentleman. What? You're just what? such a gentleman. I'm why sorry. Am, just, why am I a gentleman? For the lady. The lady. I, well, I mean, like, I'm not shaving. I mean, I am shaving my balls for myself because it's nice to keep yourself groomed. It's kind of like, I don't know, shaving shaving your face, too. I mean, like, it, I like having facial hair. It so. just likes, it, it lets your nuts breathe a bit. Right. Hoggyal loves having facial hair. Yeah, I can my see that. Hair is such shit. It's so terrible. I need to shave. A bad deal. Yeah, you, you definitely look like you should shave. Okay, well, fuck you too, Brad. All right. <laughs> Not everyone can grow a full, nice beard. All right. I, I don't have a full beard. I, I no grow a full. Sadly, I grow a full beard with my balls, but with the lawnmower 4.0, I can remedy that tragic state of affairs. You don't need to do that. Okay. So, but just, just, so, just, just, just so you know, our friends uh, over at Manscaped. The global leaders in below the waist grooming want you to shave your pubes with the Mike Trout of ball trimmers. That's it. The, the brand new lawnmower 4.0. Only the goat technology for the greatest balls of all time. Well, I know my balls are the greatest balls of all time. So disagree. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> when you're looking to hit a home run, make sure you use the right tool for the job and choose Manscaped. Two million men worldwide trust them. Obviously, uh, Hogdale does, and uh, myself. Brady, did you get get yourself a lawnmower 4.0 yet? Literally ordering it tonight for myself. Okay. And I'm using okay. there. There's a promo code in here coming, and I can't wait. Right, right. It, there it is. Two million men worldwide trust them. So join the movement with our exclusive offer by using Pesky Report at Manscaped.com for twenty percent off plus free shipping. That's amazing. Like you that's get, a deal. That is one hell of a deal. Uh, I I purchased uh, the the ball wipes. I, I forgot what else came with it. It was ball wipes, <clears throat> um, ball deodorant. Ball, oh, there was ball toner. That's what it was. Ball toner. Nice. I'm not sure what ball toner is, but I bought it. 
Um, I think and, I need some ball toner. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm pretty sure I need it. Well, you can definitely get it off there off the website, and you can get 20% off for using it for, for using our promo code Pesky Report. But um, yeah, go get yourself a Manscape. It's pretty awesome. Um, probably the best best device I've ever used on my pubes, um, especially on my balls. Um, no bleeding. You don't, you don't just trust your balls to anyone. Well, no. No. no, when it comes to shaving, no, no, no. No, you need the best. I do need the best. Yep. And that's why I've got more stuff coming too. So I ended up getting a t-shirt. I ended up getting a pair of underwear. The underwear fucking like, Jesus, man. They're, really? they're, they're really comfortable. So they're not like, like actual boxers. They're like shorts kind of, you know, they don't have that front little fucking flap in the front where you can. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to check it out, man. Yeah, you have to. So uh, with that being said, everyone, uh, that's the end of the pesky report. And thank you for tuning in. Hogdale, thank you. Uh, tell, tell your sweetheart of a dog, Sapphire. I said, thank you. Uh, Brady, thank you. And go fuck yourself, Brady. Thank you for listening to the Pesky Report. Make sure to follow us on social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pesky Report. No matter what platform you're listening to us on, please make sure to leave us a review and a comment and let us know how we're doing. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.